0: How many customers have paid you at least a dollar to do something?
1: Uh, we have at least a dollar. I'd have to run the exact number. I mean, it's north. It's between uh, comfortably sharing north of 5,000. And it just depends which product here they chose. If it came through a channel partnership or it came direct.
0: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Cody Barbo. He is building a company called Trust and Will. Think about it almost like online estate planning made super simple. We'll jump into it. Cody, ready to take us to the top? Let's rock it. All right, man. So talk to us a little bit about uh, the company. So first off, is this a pure play SaaS model or is it more like a marketplace?
1: It's, it's a hybrid. We have an upfront fee that we charge for our three products. And then there's an ongoing annual subscription because estate planning is a lifetime of updates. It's not, you set it up once, you're done with it. You have kids, you buy a home, you build your wealth, you have an inheritance, you have liquidity. We want to encourage people and use technology to update their estate plans throughout their lifetime. So that's where the subscription comes in.
0: Is this just for rich people?
1: No, no. I would say that uh, the misconception of estate planning is that people assume that it's for the wealthy. In fact, the most important reasons to set up an estate plan is if you own property, you have assets worth protecting, or if you're a parent, you can appoint guardians for your children, you can protect your home and your assets with a trust, avoiding probate court, which can cost a lot of time and money and emotional toll, especially if you've lost a family member. So really, it's built for the everyday family in this country.
0: Out of curiosity, because I'm going to give an example of my dad here in a second, what's the average age of a parent or a person that is paying you guys using you
1: yeah so majority about 70 percent of our members are going to fall within the kind of 25 to 50 range and have minor children it doesn't discount the fact that 30 percent of our members are 55 plus but our core focus is really people that are starting families buying their home building their wealth and going on this journey
0: Okay, yeah, I was gonna. This was gonna ask. I just went through some of my dad, who's eighty three, and I mean, he like can't. He I mean, he can barely type. His thumbs are too big. He doesn't even understand like a keyboard text. And I'm trying to say, Dad, call a freaking lawyer and get this stuff done. And he's like handwriting stuff out. It would be a nightmare for for me to try and get him to use this, even though he desperately needs it.
1: Yeah. 40% of boomers have no form of estate plan, which is honestly a crisis. You think of people our age that are now entering the kind of caregiver role, taking care of our aging parents or grandparents. And it's incredibly important to have these documents set up to make it easier for transition when and if the time eventually comes. So for hopefully our parents, not for a long time, but it is a reality that we have to face at some point.
0: Yep. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, paint the picture here. Let's, let's go to your core cohort. here. 70% between 25 and 50. Someone listening right now is 30 years old. They want to use you on average. What are they going to pay on the upfront fee? And then what are they going to pay on the annual subscription?
1: Yeah. So we try to price our products as affordable as we can. We have three products in market. We have guardian for the first time parent, which is $39 for an individual $49 for a couple. It's Ten bucks a year. We have our will package, which is sixty nine for an individual, one twenty nine for a couple. It's an ongoing fee of twenty to thirty dollars a year, depending on which product. Sorry, you that
0: choose. was sixty nine setup.
1: Sixty nine for an individual will and one twenty nine for a couple. And then we have our trust package, which is three ninety nine and four ninety nine with a fifty dollar a year ongoing subscription. So really, it's for that mate.
0: Three three hundred ninety nine setup. Correct. Got it. So yeah. someone's going to use all Guardian, Will and Trust products. It's going to be kind of 40 per month plus 70 per month plus four. Sorry, uh, 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 40 to set up, 70 to set up, 400 to set up and then something like, you know, 30 to 60 dollars per year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah 10%. it's like 10 percent of
1: the yeah, because it's, it's kind of crazy. Like an estate plan, if you go to an attorney, you're going to spend anywhere from two to $5,000 to set this up just to make a simple update. Like you had another kid, you bought a new property, you moved states. It might cost you 1000 thousand, two thousand $2,000. So just having that nominal annual subscription allows us to kind of keep that maintenance and relationship with our members so that as they go through life, these life events happen. I'm living proof of it. I got married having a kid this year, and then we'll be buying a home. It's like, it's logical to go set up and update these documents, but not have to cost you an arm and a leg to do so.
0: You're the perfect founder for this company. So, um, before, (laughs) before we get more of the backstory or the journey to this point, give me a sweet spot here. So it sounds like people ignore the setup fees for a second. Is it fair to say maybe the average person paying you something like 40, 50 bucks a year?
1: Yeah, about so. Yeah. If you average it across the products.
0: Okay, fair enough. And, and, and is there, are there any power laws across the products? In other words, one, one of these products makes up more than 80% of the revenue.
1: Yeah, the trust makes up a considerable amount of our revenue, considering that our base product, the Guardian is at $50 and our trust product is at 500. It is a 10 X jump to the trust. I think with estate planning, most attorneys want you to set up a trust. It is the best option if you want to protect your assets, avoid probate, and avoid those fees that are associated with it. But for the first-time parent who maybe doesn't own any homes, I think of like the younger millennial parent, like mid to late 20s, who just had their first kid, doesn't own any home or any property or assets, the peace of mind of knowing that your kids are protected is the single most important thing that we're trying to hit on, which is why 45 million parents with minor kids in this country don't have any estate plan. Let's start them with the Guardian product and then work them up towards a will package or a trust package when the time is right, never forcing them into something that they're not quite ready for. Yep.
0: Yeah. Put this stuff on our timeline for me. When did you launch the company?
1: We started talking about this uh, August of 17. We entered a pitch competition that we uh, took third place on at Qualcomm's headquarters, which was like a forcing function to incorporate because we had tech stars approach us, angel investors approach us. We incorporated in October of 17, we went through TechStars in 2018. We raised our seed round uh, that we announced in January of last year of two million. We announced our Series A last month of six million. We've done um, some pretty cool stuff. We're live nationwide. We've had about sixty-five thousand people sign up for Trust and Well for one of those three products. We did the first all electronic- paid or is that free and paid. Uh, Free and paid. Free and paid. We work with partners on financial services, insurance, a couple other categories. So we can discount the products or do revenue shares with those partners. And then we have our uh, kind of history defining milestone was last year in January, we did the first electronic will in history, US history, which means digital signature, digital notary, digital storage of documents. It is the future of not only every industry, but it, it is estate planning. It's just unfortunately the last industry to adopt modern
0: tech. So for, just be clear, that was the first digital will or trust? Digital will. Digital, digital will. will. Interesting. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. uh, let's get more of the the early days here, the first couple of months. So, um, forcing function was the Qualcomm event. It sounds like you incorporated uh, October of 20, uh, of 2017. Um, how, how long were you writing code before your first dollar of revenue? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, we launched our first product, which was the will, just a basic last will and testament in the states of California and Texas in April of 2018. That's when we finished Techstars. That was like our coming out party. We were like, hey, we finished the Techstars Accelerator. We launched our will in California and Texas, two of the biggest states. And that's when our first paid customer came through. Because the first 200 were friends in the network that had kids or owned property that we gave them a lot of freebies for putting up with our bugs. So we a four to to six month development process.
0: Okay, and and I always like to give this question if you remember, can you quantify what you spent all in on your MVP before that first dollar of revenue? How creative were you?
1: Yeah, a couple, Probably a couple hundred thousand. I mean, we had, for context, I have been a serial entrepreneur. It's my third startup, second venture backed. My two co-founders, Daniel and Brian, they come from a custom software development background. Daniel was running biz dev. Brian was running product at the agency. And then we had a fourth developer, fourth person on the team uh, who's developing the full system for our MVP. So between the four of us, upon incorporation, we raised about, I think like a quarter million going into the start of 2018. That's including Techstars. And then by the time we finished Techstars, I think we wrapped up like, you could call it pre-seed funding, but we had collected about half a million dollars at that point. But we had invested a couple hundred thousand to get the product to where it needed to be. Considering the sensitivity of the documents and how important when they function once you pass, we wanted to make sure they were right before trying to rush a, you know, kind of stick together MVP to product market.
0: So first customers, April 2018, how many are you serving now today?
1: Uh, We're seeing about 100 signups a day or more, which is fantastic. And our conversion is anywhere from 10 to 20%, depending on the product, depending on the day. Uh, Pretty good conversion to paid customer. And we're typically shipping out documents within a 12 to 36-hour period. It just depends... Uh, if it's the trust package, which is a lot more involved, or if it's the will package, which is just a simple folder that we can drop ship and put out the mail and ship out across the country.
0: So what are those conversion rates? I mean, if you just the, the total customer account you're serving now today, ignore the one time stuff, just the ones that are paying you recurring to manage all this stuff for peace of mind. What is that? At? You're talking like 10 or 20,000?
1: So our recurring subscription will kick in starting this year. So when we launched our trust product in January of last year, was just California, Texas. We launched the will nationwide in January because we're still a young company, right? Like we've only had two years really of, of operating history, but we've only had a product in market for about a year and a half. So our first round of subscriptions will formally kick in starting this month. But what's been interesting is that since we launched the will in April, 2018, over the course of that last year, or since then, we've had people come back that set it up because they got married They wanted to update it because they had kids or they wanted to update it because they moved states, bought a new home. So we're seeing about one in 100 folks come back to make that initial update without any marketing around the fact that, hey, you should come back and update if you've had any of these life events as triggers. So as we move forward into 2020 and beyond, we're not just manually reaching out to our members to say, hey, if you had one of these things happen, here's why you should update your documents. But we want to also encourage with our development team, leveraging technology to know or predict when these events happen, we know that you got married or you had a kid, you moved states, you bought a new home to trigger an email to get our members to come back and make those updates. Okay. So, so, just, so just
0: so just to be clear, you have 65,000 signups to date of which about between 10 and 20% have converted to, to paid, but that paid were, the, were those one-time fees you told us about earlier. You don't have monthly recurring subscriptions yet. That's going to kick in this year.
1: We don't. Yeah, subscriptions formally kick in this year. I mean, we were charging for updates, the price of the subscription, we would charge for updates throughout 2019, which gave people any life event that happened, the ability to come back, make the necessary updates and still get their documents printed and shipped to them. But it was about a 1% conversion, but that was off a small batch of the initial customer base from 2018. Since that was really our first year in market, we only had one product. 2019, we launched two more products, so three in market, which means 2020, we have first full year, three products in market. People coming back in and based on the life events that have triggered that would require paid subscription updates and I'll have better, better numbers for you as the year progresses. Yeah, Well, it
0: sounds like the subscription thing will be, I mean, they're paying for peace of mind. So I'm eager to hear in a year how that progressive, I I assume that's going to do extremely well.
1: Yeah, the vision, I mean, the whole vision for the company is as we push the regulatory landscape for all 50 states to allow for an end-to-end digital experience, digital signature, digital notary, digital storage of documents, we want to forgo even the need for that significant upfront cost and immediately kick you into the subscription day one, which is just an ongoing annual fee. And that can be subsidized. Through partners. Well, well, you
0: raise capital, right? So like the setup fees typically in SaaS companies are usually to recoup CAC right instantly that allows your economics to be healthier. But now that you've raised capital, you can afford to have a 12 or 24 month payback and you can afford to get people on a recurring plan with longer LTVs versus the one time upfront stuff. So I mean, will you eliminate the one time upfront stuff this year?
1: it's possible on our entry level documents. So the guardian document potentially, because the document for guardian is really top of funnel for us. If you're a parent with minor children and you at least want that peace of mind, let's get you into the funnel with that product here. But very quickly, you might realize, like I was saying earlier, if you have assets, you own a home, you have investments, you have a life insurance policy, you want to make sure those are cataloged correctly. We bump you up into the will tier or from yep. the will tier we bump to the trust. So we have flexibility to work with our pricing since our margins are fantastic, but we want to be really smart in terms of how do we communicate trust with a paid product? Because we felt that a free product within estate planning can actually communicate distrust. Well, what's the catch if I'm making these sensitive decisions, right? What's the catch of a free estate planning document? So that's why we like the paid product. It's priced competitively but we also want to make sure that we have an opportunity to adjust and evolve our business model.
0: And so Cody, to date, now that we understand how the pricing actually works, how many customers have paid you at least a dollar to do something?
1: Uh, we have at least a dollar. I'd have to run the exact number. I mean, it's north. It's between uh, comfortably sharing north of 5,000. And it just depends which product tier they chose. If it came through a channel partnership or it came direct.
0: Okay. So can we, is it fair to just to put a range between five and 10,000 customers that have paid something?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to be mindful of what I'm sharing because we are venture backed and I know we have competitors out there. So I'm trying to play that game in my head of like, what do I feel is most appropriate to share? It doesn't give away kind of the core foundational business, uh, metrics.
0: Yeah. I think even, even if people know total metrics, right? Public companies are like this, right? Some private companies share all this as well. It all comes down to execution, right? And, and so you're executing. It sounds like it really part of the secret sauce here is you've built great channel partnerships to get 65,000 free signups. Walk me through some of those. I mean, can you name a channel partner and, and why do they promote you versus someone else?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, one of our longest partnerships is with Haven Life Insurance. Haven Life Insurance is a subsidiary of Mass Mutual. They're targeting young families with term life policies up to a couple million dollars. Life insurance and estate planning go hand in hand. They're so complementary. Most people start to think about life insurance because they got married or started a family. It's very complementary to why people start to think about a will. Is generally what most people think to do versus a trust, which takes a little more kind of financial knowledge and savvy to understand. So we have Haven Life where they have a benefits package called Haven Life Plus. They've wrapped in our will as a free will for their life insurance policyholders. And we have a phenomenal conversion from a Haven Life policyholder to a trust and will will customer.
0: Yep. So Let's say they drive you. You you told me a price point earlier for the will of 70 bucks to set up, then something like 20 bucks a year. Ignore the yearly stuff because that's kicking in this year. But if Haven drives you a $70 one-time customer, do you just split 50-50?
1: Uh, no, So we wholesale it with them. So we get the their their customers are getting the will for free and then they're paying us a wholesale rate because it's a bulk rate. Oh, on the back end.
0: I see. Yeah. Interesting. OK.
1: Yeah, they're much larger than Trust and Wall. They're obviously funded by Mass Mutual, one of the largest life insurance companies in the country. It's still a mass mutual policy that you're getting. It's just Haven Life is the brand that they're marketing towards this younger family demographic on.
0: Interesting. So, Haven will come to you at the beginning of 2020 and say, listen, Cody, we're going to sign up 5,000 people this year. What's a cheat off for your will product? We're not paying 70 bucks for every one of them. Can you give it to us for five bucks, but we'll commit to, again, 1,000 and pay you 5,000 right now?
1: Precisely. And we have a ton of flexibility to do that, not just with insurance companies, but we'll be announcing some partnerships in the financial services space here in 2020 that functions fairly similarly, either through a wholesale rate or through a revenue share.
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, talk to me about the team. How many folks today?
1: Yeah, we got eleven people on the team. So three co-founders. We got a ten-year trust and estates attorney, head of marketing, a lot of product engineers. Uh, How many really, engineers
0: really writing code?
1: We have five right
0: okay. now. Okay. Yeah. And now your price point is not one that lends itself to field sales, right? It's it's a more of a no-touch partner kind of model. So do you have any quota carrying sales reps or no?
1: Not yet. No, it's uh, it's an area that we're exploring. One of the interesting channels that we'll be evolving this year is financial advisors. So one of the roles that we're hiring for right now is a channel sales rep, we want to tap into the 300,000 financial advisors, wealth managers, CFPs in the country that often talk to their clients about estate planning from day one. It's a part of the onboarding conversation. Do you have an estate plan? If not, can I recommend you to someone in my network? We feel there's a massive opportunity to grow our network through the financial advisor space and to onboard their clients into the trustable ecosystem. Um, so basically building out a tool set for clients, but also to help be a part of the estate plan over time, which uh, we're really excited to kind of announce more formally in the coming
0: months. It'll no, be exciting. Now we usually focus uh, in depth on SaaS companies on the show. Now you don't have the recurring stuff kicking in yet. So churn might not be critical for you right now. You obviously can't really measure churn on a one-time product. Are you measuring churn right now? And if so, ha- how are you using it as a leading indicator or lagging indicator?
1: That's an awesome question. It's so interesting. Like estate plans, it's such an essential life document. Our hope is that people don't ever turn out, that people will just kind of pay that recurring fee. We give them peace of mind and trust that we're always there to notify them of any law changes, to keep them on track. If any life events happen in their life, we want to make sure those are reflected. They always have an updated estate plan. So the goal would be to keep people throughout their entire lifetime, even through death, which is part of our longer term vision to get into the distribution side of trust in the States. That's where a lot of money is made in this industry. But again, it's not accessible to a lot of families. People don't have the education on the importance of a trust. So we want to be with them throughout their lifetime. But yeah, we'll yeah. have better numbers. You
0: on. still have to convince them, though, because you don't have anyone on actual occurring plans yet. That's this a project for this year, corrects?
1: The recurring plan, so at the checkout screen, you are opting into the recurring payment, the annual payment. What we're doing is taking a very hands-on, high-touch approach to our member support. We call members instead of like a user or customer just because it humanizes the or experience. Or someone that's going
0: to die okay. soon and make you a lot of money.
1: Yeah, we, yeah exactly. <laughs> you really We want to have that hands-on, high-touch approach to, as that activation of the subscription kicks in, we're helping educate our members on why they want to pay the subscription, which is peace of mind ability to update the documents, cost of basically repaying the full purchase price again, that if they canceled out of the subscription, they came back in three years because they had another kid, they want to update their trust, it's going to cost them the full purchase price versus that 50 bucks a year recurring. So the goal is just to kind of keep them looped into it as long as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we take that 5,000 customer number from earlier times that average ARPU of $50 per year that they're opting on the checkout screen, that's, you know, a quarter million bucks, obviously, per year. It's fair to say you're north of that at this point.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, we, yes.
0: Okay, do you think you'll break a million this year or did you break it 2019
1: or no? Uh, revenue run rate, yeah, we broke a million in 2019, which was awesome. How do
0: you calculate run rate though for this kind of company?
1: It's upfront, it's that upfront fee and then it's ongoing uh, LTV with a five-year, basically goal with a churn baked in. We have 10% churn baked in. It's, it's kind of, it's tough to do it with, our predictive model versus actuals, which we'll have much better grip on going into this year. Uh, but that's, um, that's so when my you short say, idea.
0: when you say you break a million dollar run, rate, though, typically when I talk to traditional SaaS companies where there's no upfront fees, it's pure subscription. What that means is you broke $83,000 a month in December of 2019, multiplied by 12, your run rate is north of a million for you though. I'm trying to figure out how you handle the $300 one time setup fees, right? Do you, you don't include those in your run, rate Cause those are one time, correct? Correct. Okay. Got it. So basically the the average price point of your recurring plan, you said earlier is about $50 per year. What you're saying is you have enough people paying $50 per year that you've broken a million dollar run rate at this point.
1: Yeah. Well, both we broke the million dollar run rate through the upfront purchase price that we'll factor in. We'll break a million dollar subscription run rate as well.
0: Okay. And you think you'll do that in 2020? Yeah. This on the, just the subscription side.
1: Correct. Yeah. I mean, we have, we raised a $6 million Series A. So we're going to be investing pretty heavily in our marketing and acquisition efforts. And based on our revenue model, we have a pretty ambitious revenue goals for the year.
0: That's good. Very good. Um, I assume you're obviously burning capital, correct? You're not profitable?
1: Not probably yet. No, that's that's part of the goal with the Series A fundraise. That's uh, what we communicated to our investors. It's important to us as a company. I think that there's been like this huge shift in private companies that are shooting for some sort of target raise or valuation, which I think is important, but it's not the end game. I think I'd rather hit a billion dollars in revenue than a billion dollar valuation. And that's the way that we kind of think about the short and long term goals for the business. Mm
0: -hmm. You have a kid on the way burn cannot, you know, they can keep you up at night. Uh, Burn can also keep you up at night. I mean, how comfortable, how much are you comfortable burning per month where you can still sleep well at night?
1: Yeah. Well, we factor in the fundraise for two years of, you know, full operation. So that's assuming that we made no money stayed flat. We have two full years to go operate. The goal would be to drive our revenue goals, our product goals and partnership goals for 2020. And then look at a series B fundraise in early 21, and at that point, we would be looking to raise sufficient amount of capital to like really position Trustable to be the category leader in modern estate planning. So we're playing the game of venture. It's part of the process. We're very fortunate that we've brought on incredible investors, but it's always about Working towards that next fundraise and then working back from the milestones we need to hit in order to justify what could be for us like a 15 to $25 million fundraise in 14 to 16 months.
0: Yeah. So you raise $6 million, You give yourself two years of runway, 24 months. That's net burn monthly of about a quarter million. You're basically saying you're going to try and stay well under that every month. Give yourself enough time to get to that next round.
1: Yeah. We're in San Diego, so we're not like your typical Bay Area or Northeast startup. You know, we have we're spending a few grand a month on rent in this great office space. Market rates, we're paying people competitive salaries, but market rates down here are far cheaper than what you would expect in the Bay Area, Seattle and the Northeast. So dollar stretches a little bit further, which works in our favor.
0: All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Favorite business book?
1: Uh, recently, I love Secrets of Sand Hill Road by Scott Cooper of Andresen Horowitz. Like, I'm good at fundraising. It helped unlock my fundraising superpowers. So I'm really uh, bullish on that book right now.
0: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Justin Kahn at Atrium is someone who I've really started to admire. I think that he's taken a really thoughtful approach to how he wants to better himself as a person, a human, a husband, a father, but also as a CEO to his company. And I really, I like engaging with this content.
0: Cody, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company?
1: Favorite online tool? Slack. I love (laughs) Slack. Live live and breathe Slack.
0: This number is going to go down on this next question uh, when the baby comes, but currently how many hours of sleep are you getting there each night?
1: Uh, about seven. I've really prioritized sleep over the last couple of years and uh, seven is comfortable.
0: And it sounds like married. Do you have any kids currently or this first one's the first one? No,
1: this first. Yes. Yeah. First one. So that seven hours will probably go to three. <laughs> All
0: right. And how old are you?
1: Uh, I'm 30 years old.
0: Okay. Last question, Cody, take us back to your 20 year old self. What do you wish you knew?
1: Uh, 20 year old self. Uh, it's going to work out. I think you put so much pressure on yourself when you're like about to finish school or you're kind of entering like this next decade of your life of like being an adult for the first time. And if you surround yourself with good mentors and a good group of friends, things naturally start to play out as long as you kind of stay out of trouble and be mindful of your health.
0: Guys, there you have it. Trust and will, serving over 5,000 folks, helping them, whether they're a parent and having guardian plans or setting up their will or setting up their trust. They passed a million dollars in run rate last year, hoping to scale, obviously, aggressively past that here in 2020. They've raised $8 million to do it, $6 most recently. A team of 11 people, obviously, burning cash to drive that growth. Five engineers right now, they've baked 10% growth turn into their plans, but they're truly launching true recurring revenue plans really this year. So it will be their first full cycle with three products. We'll see how that performs meantime they've got a great channel partnership strategy with folks like haven insurance who base who they wholesale subscription plans to and let them go sell that way it helps them keep their cack down get more exposure and scale cody thanks for taking us to the top
1: yeah thanks for having us nathan